Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I can't believe that I'm here in 2023 about to record a podcast on why keyword rankings are still a terrible measure of success. I say that now with a smile on my face, but it is a little bit tedious for me. I debated a lot whether to even record this podcast. The topic has come up more recently in our agency as prospects or clients have discussed rankings as a measure of success. And it's been posed to me, do I think we should record a podcast on the topic? And I've said no. And the reason that I said no is because I think the topic has been covered by so many outlets over the last decade. I didn't really think it was that valuable for me to record anything. And part of me was actually just a bit sick of the conversation. I don't really want to engage on the topic uh, because I do find it tedious. And then part of me is also thinking, well, doesn't everybody already know this? Like, what is the point of me recording this? And admittedly, what went through my mind also was that I thought that recording a podcast on the topic of why rankings are a terrible measure of success would actually make us, maybe me, look a little bit amateur. You know, people might question why in 2023 would you record a podcast on this topic? Is this new information to you? And, you know, this has sat in my mind for a few months. And over the holiday period, I, I kind of thought to myself, maybe there's a little bit too much ego here on my part. You know, we're still getting those questions from clients, from prospects about rankings and how to measure organic search success. So putting my ego to the side a little, I thought, well, you know, who might this be good for? Let's say that I do record something. Who might this be good for? Well, selfishly, it might actually be helpful for us as an agency. Quite often in the past, when this topic has come up, we've directed our prospects or clients to third party reputable resources. But we, are, we have this podcast as an asset. Why not use it? I figured there might be people that are new to the industry, maybe new to SEO that actually don't know the context and the history and so maybe it's useful for them too. And lastly, I thought about the marketers out there who perhaps have managers or management teams that don't really understand SEO and they really want to make their case, their justification for why rankings aren't the right thing to focus on. Maybe this can be of help to them. So while I am a little bit surprised and maybe do find it a little bit tedious to be here in 2023, having the same conversations that I had with people a decade, 12 years ago. No, I think there might be some value here. So that's why we're here. But I do hope that I don't have to talk about this again in five or 10 years. Before I do move on, there was one trigger that really sat with me that made me think, actually, I should record this episode. 
Last year, we were talking to a prospect, uh, talking to them about their organic search performance and potentially working with them in an SEO retainer. And they were discussing a lot about keyword rankings during the pitching process. And I had the opportunity to speak to them. And I said, look, um, we, we talked through our approach to measuring organic search. And they still didn't seem that satisfied. And so I asked them the question, if we achieved their revenue goals, their organic search traffic session goals, but we didn't hit certain keyword positions, the things that they had in mind, those vanity metrics, would they be happy? And they were very honest and they said, do you know what? We actually still wouldn't be happy with that. And um, we'd still want those keyword positions to improve. So even if we had executed an SEO strategy to help this particular company, they weren't going to be happy. It doesn't happen too often anymore, but it still does happen. And so that for me was enough justification to say, actually, I should record this episode. So why? Why are keyword rankings still a terrible measure of success in 2023? Now, I apologize to some of you who already know this stuff. Maybe you've already heard about this over the last decade. Maybe you're already focused on better measures of success. For you, I hope this episode just reinforces the things that you already know. But as I said, for those people that are maybe new to organic search or just have a different reason to be here and listening today, I'm going to go through some of the common reasons as to why rankings are still a terrible measure of success. And I'll start with a summary. Search results are unique to each person based on personalization, location, and device. I'm going to go into some of these in a little bit more detail and our experiences with these. So what is personalization in this context? Well, that is the results that are served to you in context of your search history and also your browser configuration. Everyone has a different search history. Everyone has a different browser configuration. When you're logged into uh, your search engine of choice, you will receive results back that are personalized based on that search engine's knowledge of who you are. Geolocation. So results that are served to you based on where you are. And this is complicated further still by the use of VPN services. Device. So whether you're using a mobile device or a desktop device, your results will be different. There are times where the context of you being on your phone or the context of you being on a device and searching for a specific keyword will generate different results. So don't forget that your results can be different depending on the device that you're searching from. So again, going back to the why, why are those things that I've just described important? Well, the reason that they're important is because all of those reasons complicate the accuracy of search results. You will be looking at a different search result than someone else, perhaps someone even next to you. Now, you might think that ranking software can overcome those things that I've just talked about through aggregation, perhaps. But I think this is also a commonly misunderstood aspect of keyword rankings, is that that's not necessarily true. The way in which these tools crawl, collect, and process ranking data varies dramatically. Rankings are also not indicative of traffic. We've seen lots of examples of this in our agency. We've seen examples where perhaps a client is ranking particularly high for a keyword that maybe is important to them or is a, 
or they know about in their industry, but they don't necessarily receive much traffic to that associated landing page. We've also seen the opposite, where some keywords that a client has maybe indicated that they do care about aren't ranking at all, but overall our revenue, our organic revenue, our organic conversion, our organic traffic performance is really, really positive. For anyone listening that's had the misfortune of perhaps working with a company that offers SEO by a package, maybe you know X rankings for $99 a month, you might have experienced this. You might have achieved certain ranking positions for certain keywords, but they're not seeing that benefit carry through to traffic or conversion performance. It's very, very common. It's how that part of the industry operates. Capitalizing on people that perhaps don't have the best or deepest understanding of how organic search really works. So those are some examples of why rankings are still a horrible measure of success in 2023. But what's the outcome of all of that? What happens? What happens if you've got a client, a manager that obsesses over keyword positions? This is what I really care about. I care about all the other stuff, of course. I care about the practicality of the things I've just discussed. But what really frustrates me and why I find this so tedious is the way in which it can distract and demotivate marketers and teams. What I found in my experience is that patience is the hardest characteristic for most businesses to adopt and trusting that the measures of success for SEO play out over a longer period of time. You've all heard of this. You know, most people start to see tangible results in maybe six months to a year, things that actually make you feel like organic search is performing the way you'd hoped for. But sometimes that can take one, two, three years. It's so dependent on variables, including resource, budget, time, and other business priorities and plans. If you have a client, and I know some of you will have experienced this, you're working with them, you've defined your marketing strategy, your organic search strategy, you're really happy with your plan, you've got a lot of confidence and commitment in that particular client, and then suddenly, maybe one day, they search for a keyword, and it's not quite ranking the way they expected. They might question you on that. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in a position where you're going through the time-intensive and mostly fruitless exercise of trying to explain to someone why a particular page isn't ranking for a particular keyword, all the while you lose sight of that SEO strategy, that thing that's there that's designed to give you long-term results. That's what causes the most pain for me. And of course, when you have panic and frustration and confusion and people are pulled away from the things that they believe in and that they enjoy, that ultimately leads to a breakdown of relationships. And again, if you're a marketer working with a client, you've probably experienced that. If you're a marketer in a business, you're working in-house and your management team don't understand organic search in the way I've described in this episode, that's what makes people leave because you can only make so much progress if other people aren't willing to listen to content like this. So what are the better measures of success? Well, firstly, it starts off with measurement planning. That's my advice. Any good organic search agency or organic search marketer is going to go through the process of identifying the specific metrics and dimensions that are unique and important to you, the things that are meaningful to whatever your goals are. And if they're not questioning you on what those dimensions, those metrics are, that's when you should be worried. Of course, there are some commonalities. You know, for example, in the case of organic search, quite often 
We work with clients on targets or objectives related to organic traffic or sessions, sometimes users, um, organic revenue, organic conversion rates, and organic impressions. As I said, I hope I'm not here in the future talking about these same topics. But I do feel a little bit better having got some of this stuff off of my chest today. Be patient with organic search. Invest that time at the beginning of an SEO project in measurement planning. And don't let the obsession with keyword rankings be to the detriment of all of the rest of your organic search success. This has been the Internet Marketing Podcast. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.